because that would destroy the diet part of it. But right. I'm Jesse from the internet. This is the Casual Die Hard podcast. Uh, Britt is here from the internet. Britt, how uh, how was your football viewing weekend? Uh, you know, it was it was pretty good, all things considered. I sort of slept through a lot, like Same. on and off, which was kind of a... It's kind of an ideal way to consume low-stakes football. Like I'll yeah. just sort of wake up from a nap and be like, what's happening now? Okay, cool. And go back to sleep. Um, with the exception of the Fresno State game and the Niners game. Um, the Niners whomped up on the Cardinals. That was fun and exciting. As expected, but always enjoyable. Yeah. I feel like I, I missed the LA Bowl. Was that, no, were they in the LA Bowl? Who was the LA Bowl? Label with somebody. Where was Fresno? Fresno was in New Mexico. They were in, yeah, it was the sponsored by some resort. All right. How'd that go for them? They wouldn't. <laughs> it it was uh, it was quite an experience. Um. First of all, I have to say the the New Mexico like uh, PR team. Doing the sponsorship mm-hmm. of like come vacation in New Mexico was extremely funny. Um, I really want to go there. My cousin lives out in New Mexico. New Seems Mexico is awesome. beautiful. New Mexico is beautiful. Um, they did they did pretty pretty roundly whoop on New Mexico State too. So that was fun. Well, there you go. Keelan is also here from the internet. Uh, Keelan, have you been to New Mexico? Have I? I don't remember if I have. I don't think I have. I've been to Arizona, but I don't think I've been to New Mexico. I want to go, though. Santa Fe is really beautiful. That's what I've heard. There was a while where I was like, I'm just going to move somewhere. And that's how I wound up (laughs) in Chicago. But I was thinking about maybe moving there for a while. Just (laughs) go. Yeah, it's it's really beautiful. And also that's very um I'm showing my age and that my first thought when somebody says, I just think I'm gonna move to Santa Fe is to think about rent and the <laughs> Roger being like, I'm leaving for Santa Fe, we're gonna go open a <laughs> restaurant. That could have been me. Could have been you. Carried out the carried out the queer musical lifestyle. You could have had a very, a very cheesy uh, guitar solo, like driving down yeah. a highway somewhere in a Ooh. desert. <laughs> would have been cool. I would have wanted right. to wear like Slash's outfit, though, like do a November <laughs> rain. <laughs> yeah. um, I, my hair is not long enough, but <laughs> I'll get a no. I won't get a wig because that that's get extensions. It'll make it work. Yeah, yeah. You could my. Uh, the 
guy who was the best man in my wedding was Slash in 2004 for Halloween and wore a black wig. It's a good one. Amazing. I was, I was Yankees John Allrude that year. Uh, oh. Consisted of a Yankee starter starter jacket and a batting helmet that was a centerpiece uh, at the Yankees table at my cousin's bar mitzvah in 1984. <laughs> oh my god incredible oh i love i love a themed bar mitzvah oh, no, this was halloween oh oh yeah the bar mitzvah was in i also yeah, still have the orange the uh, of the helmet yes i still have my my centerpiece from that uh as well which was the astros uh i was at the astros table so i've had an orange astros helmet since i was three amazing at every table so, represented a different franchise Every then, table was a different team. Yep. I love that. I love that. Um, do you also love Waffle House, Brett? I do love Waffle House. Me too. I, 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 as someone of, of Southern extraction, I think I'm legally obligated to like Waffle House. Where's this going? Galen, do you love Waffle House? So... This is controversial. I don't have a problem with Waffle House. I think it serves its purpose. It's great. I love how they can... I forgot what exactly it is, but I love like the disaster prediction type thing with Waffle Houses and closing. (laughs) The Waffle House Index. (laughs) Yes. I think that's awesome. However, in my town, we had a... I'll call it a Waffle House knockoff, but it was better than Waffle House, and it was called Huddle House. Huddle House. So, yeah. I love it. I, yeah. I've never, I will never say that I think I've... that's like broadly true. That if you're in a town that has a good like mom and pop kind of equivalent, very often it's better. Waffle yes. House's bread and butter, such as it were, is the fact that they're always open. Yeah. And they're very consistent. Uh, yeah, they are. You, you they, know what you get. I mean, they're you do. You do. They're they're Denny's just much better. Is really the the yeah. value proposition here. They built a Waffle House down the street from Huddle House. <laughs> like, I don't know. That feels like, almost like an act of war. It it was wrong. It felt wrong. And it's her for. Yeah. <laughs> an act of aggression. Yeah. And it wasn't very good, but also some of my friends at the time worked there, and that may be like, I don't trust you guys cooking this food. <laughs> That's valid. That is valid. I think especially when you're young. I don't look, I love you as a friend. I don't want you making my breakfast. That's not That's my not how first this relationship job was works. at a deli and I stopped eating there. I totally yeah. get that. <laughs> yeah. It's like I know what you're about. I don't right. want this. I I I worked at a smoothie place in college and it was very similar it's like no i'll make my own yeah but like i know how to but the rest of you i don't i'm not really going into my off hours yeah yeah exactly we we will have to talk uh more about huddle house perhaps meet up at a huddle house sometime i've always seen the signs on the road and never known or been able to ask anybody like yeah like what's the deal like it looks just like Waffle House, but not quite what's going on. But this is a, I, I, I like to, you know, look for random things in the news. And I'm like, 
wonder what's going on in the news of Waffle House. If you do a Google News search for Waffle House, what you will find is a lot of Waffle House related crimes. Uh, people getting stabbed sure. in the parking lot of the Waffle House, shot in the parking lot of the Waffle House. Um, of course. Beaten the shit out of after trying to rob the Waffle House. All kinds of great stuff. Um, this story comes to us from uh, WIOD News Radio in Florida. Man arrested for theft after refusing to pay for Waffle House logo tattoo. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, I just, this is going so many places I love already. Clearwater, Florida. A of course, it's clear. Year old. <laughs> Billy's Spring Training Home, Scientology Haven, Spring Break Destination, Hooters Originator, Clearwater, Florida. <laughs> a 33-year-old Florida man was arrested for alleged theft after refusing to pay $250 for a Waffle House logo tattoo. Police oh. say the stuff checked identified as Max Alexander Kretschkent of Clearwater, was arrested Saturday for refusing to pay for a $250 he received at the Ink Gods Tattoo Shop in St. Petersburg. And that is St. Petersburg. Uh, that is Ink Gods with a Z. Uh, of course. Of course. Uh, how do, and how do we get back to St. Pete from this? This is just... <sighs> Clearwater is right, yeah. He's from Clearwater. He went to the tattoo shop in St. Pete. Not not a long drive right over the... No, it's not that far, but still. Uh, correction. Allegedly under the influence during the tattoo session. <laughs> don't say. <laughs> you don't say. Opted to get the Waffle House logo tattooed on his right calf. A dispute arose when the tattoo, approximately five inches wide was designed in gray and black instead of the restaurant's signature yellow and black. Ah, come on. Yeah, uh, I feel like you got you, not including the yellow. It's just an obvious mess there. If I walk into a tattoo shop and say, give me a Waffle House tattoo and you are a tattoo artist, <laughs> what color are you getting? I mean... Yeah. It's a fair question to ask whether someone wants it in full color or not, but I'm, if I had to assume, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming you want the full yellow. Why are we here if not? Well, Ink God's owner, Neil Marcus, reportedly told police that Correction declined to pay an additional hundred dollars for the yellow ink. So. Seems like a bait and switch was performed here. I'm, I'm, uh... (laughs) Nah, I mean, as as someone who has paid far too much for multiple tattoos, that's a valid beef on, on the tattoo shop's part. You're always going to pay more for color. So if what they quoted him was for a black and white, like, yeah, it should have been a conversation that was happening. Also, if the guy was drunk, like. Yeah, I, I'm on his side a little bit here. Um. And I'm curious about if I'm staying on his side here because it says when it came time to settle the bill, Correction reportedly refused all options to satisfy his debts, according to the arrest report. Police responding to the tattoo shop conducted a search of Correction, which yielded only six dollars and a driver's <laughs> license in bag. 
see, this is this is my thing. Um, I cannot envision a version of reality where a tattoo shop in St. Petersburg, Florida wants to call the cops. Like, you've got to really... <laughs> That is not their first move, right? No, nobody wants the cops involved here. So if it gets to the point where they're like, no, for fuck's sake, we're calling the cops. Like you just, uh, you, you done goofed. It's, it's gotta be a situation where they were like, we'll fucking call the cops on it. And he's like, no, call the cops. Go ahead. Go ahead. Call the cops. What are you going to do? Stab me? Like, yeah. (laughs) Uh, charged with theft, Correction posted a $150 bond and was released from jail on the same day. He has pleaded <laughs> not guilty to the misdemeanor count. Mm. I I don't know about that one. Um, the, the the sports tie here um is Yoshinobu Yamamoto is getting a lot of free food, it seems like. <laughs> seems that way, yes. And more power to him. Um, I really appreciate this, that he's gone, you know, the, the Mets, Steve Cohen flew to Japan, and then he came to New York and he had dinner uh, with Steve Cohen. And then he circled back and he won another <laughs> meeting with the Yankees. If he's not deciding until Christmas, I don't see why he doesn't stop back over in San Francisco and see if he can get another uh, another dinner out of the Giants. They're sure there's look, a they're, they're in definitely in. They will yeah. they will buy you another dinner. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. What what am I looking at here? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Keelan has oh, just put an wow. image. Just- that. It's a lovely Waffle House tattoo. It's a a Waffle House House stretch. Yeah. Is that your arm, Keelan? I wish. (laughs) Maybe in the future. (laughs) It's pretty incredible. It's, you know what, I'm going to say it. It's worth the extra $100 for the yellow ink. Yeah. I agree. It's like not, it's unfinished. I mean, exchange rate and all, but I also paid like $900 for my (laughs) larger tattoos and they're just black and white. So (laughs) yeah, fine. $300, $400, whatever. It's It's on your body forever. Right. That's value. That's pennies a day. Right. Does make it tough to steal it. Because sorry, I the, derailed this. The, the theft the element of it is a little challenging. <laughs> With you. That's okay. I have one other waffle story here. This is from the Augusta Chronicle. Uh, and a good good headline. Hey, hey, it's the munchies. Eatery that served genital-shaped waffles teases a reopening. brilliant (laughs) oh god bless a recently closed Augusta restaurant whose menu included waffles shaped like genitalia plans to reopen as soon as the first week of January happy new year Georgia 
Hey. I was going to ask if it was Augusta, Georgia. That's wow. Oh, God. Interesting. I believe Got, so. that's where the Augusta Chronicle is. Right? I didn't know if it was a Maine. I don't know. Yeah, there's more than one Augusta, so it could theoretically. I thought that the Augusta Chronicle was a was a Georgia I, paper. I don't know, um, but it, it could you know, be. It makes sense because um, the the Masters, you know. Well, let's <laughs> let's see the Masters and erotic waffles. Yeah, exactly. It's a natural tie-in. Perfect fit. Tiger Woods. Um, <laughs> obvious, you, you know, target market. The Munchies Lab had been open since July 2022 at 1022A Walton Way until owner Ramiro Galvan announced its closure last September. Unfortunately, we don't get much foot traffic in the current location, and we endlessly tried to change locations just to get our hopes shut down because of our risque concept, Galvan said in a September 12th online post. <laughs> Announcements on Munchie's social media accounts have been teasing readers and viewers with updates suggesting but not confirming possible new locations, revealing only that it would be in Columbia County. I don't think there's a Columbia County in Maine. Probably not. I'm, I'm learning from all of our conversations. Not learning. It's more of confirmed how prudish mm -hmm. we are. And yes, America. the Augusta Chronicle is the daily newspaper of Augusta, Georgia. How prudish we as a society are? At least culturally. You can't have fun waffles. Right? Like, a, how, how, how concerning is a dick-shaped waffle, really, people? If you, if you don't like it, don't go there. They're, they're chasing Ramiro out of town because of his risque waffles. The lab portion of the restaurant's name denotes the experimental approach it takes toward creating new flavor combinations in conventional foods. Munchie's menu items have included sushi burritos, hamburgers okay. and hot dogs plied with non-traditional ingredients, and munchies, which are signature toppings over baked potatoes, fries, or tater tots. <laughs> so so they, they made sushi burritos, which... You can get like ten other places, mm -hmm. and and burgers with non traditional ingredients. Okay, but I I I need to know more about what counts as non traditional here because I'm not I'm Me not too. real impressed by the experimentation angle here yet. <laughs> no, no details are provided on this because it continues. The menu items that gave some customers pause were waffles with a variety of toppings cooked to resemble men's and women's outer genitalia. Specially molded waffle irons created the desired effect. I love it. I will say I feel like trying to get foot traffic is the wrong business model for that business. You're, you're doing, you got to get into like the bachelorette party catering. That's where the money is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Just bring your bring your dick waffle iron and your Volvo waffle iron to Nashville. Karen's house. Yeah. <laughs> to Nashville, right? <laughs> yeah. That's where all the bachelor <laughs> at parties. Get uh, get yeah, get uh, a 
generator hooked up to your waffle iron and ride around on a bike making dick waffles. I was just going to say you need you need to um you need to to get in some sort of like business co-op deal with the drunk bike people. Yeah. Pedicab boob waffles. Yeah. <laughs> Does when they're saying specially molded, like, are we just talking like, do you think that it's just the shape of a genitals or is it uh, more 3D? Like, are we getting like. <laughs> That's a good question. Like, what are you doing? Are you, you know, is. And how is that affecting the taste of the waffle, if so, if, if there's greater thickness in certain parts? Yeah, I, I feel like if you go, like, full 3D, that creates some some cooking time challenges. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how many waffles have the little holes. <laughs> They've got digits. So, so do the waffles, <laughs> apparently, little holes. Um <laughs> early public feedback online boosted Galvan's confidence in the oddly shaped waffles there were some <laughs> negatives of course but there always are mostly there were funny he said shortly after opening munchies in 2022 while mostly older people objected he added the younger generation they're like it's just a waffle different shape pretty much it's a good point. Yeah. So it's just a waffle different shape. So I guess that's a waffle different shape. The, the dimensionality of it. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it's probably just the, the outer shape and not. <laughs> I feel like if, like, shape is not enough to make me go to your horny waffle place. That's no, what that's, I was just thinking. That's why I'm saying, like, you got to get in the bachelorette party business or something. Because, like, otherwise, yeah, that's a novelty, like, special occasion thing. But uh, even even with that, even on the bicycle, like, I feel like it needs it needs more pizzazz. Like, there needs to be the 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 dick waffle needs to be like ejaculating cinnamon roll frog. <laughs> Yeah, you got like chocolate shavings as like pubes. Yeah, <laughs> chocolate shavings and cream cheese frosting for verisimilitude. <laughs> like this is this is twenty twenty four. I am not impressed because you can make like I have a clown waffle iron in my house right now. Oh my god! Why? As a present, we've used it three times ever. I have a heart shaped one. They're not hard to come by. Why do you have a clown? And the clown could very easily, like, that could very easily be a dick waffle if you just, like, pour a little batter. This is a sports show. Like, anything um, is a dick if you try hard and believe in yourself, okay? <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's a state of mind. <laughs> 
Look around you. <laughs> have you opened your eyes? <laughs> Kaylin, have you seen the television program Look Around You? I have. <laughs> okay. Just look around look you. Around you. It's <laughs> beautiful. They should bring it back. I wish they would. They should bring it back at least to um, fully pirated episodes on YouTube. Um, it's criminal that they took. Like, if it's not available to watch legally, I should be allowed to watch it illegally. Uh, I absolutely agree. Um, yeah. Like, no one's losing money I, in uh, from that proposition then. If I, if you're not letting me uh, exchange money for goods and services, then what do you want? Yeah, like Peter Shafranowitz, I will fucking Venmo you. I don't think <laughs> right. that they like they never put out DVDs that were coded to be able to be played in America. Um, and really, that's what they should do um, with some of these NFL teams. Um, like what, make you know someone to watch them? No, make them so that they are unavailable to ever be watched, like in North America. Like, oh yeah, just that's, that's true. Yesterday's Falcons Panthers game. Um, all copies of that game will be coded so that they can only be watched in um Northern Europe. <laughs> Because that's who goes for that kind of fucking <laughs> torture ball. Uh, yeah, I, the, I can see. The I, thing that gets me, though, is that the Jags are one of those teams that we keep sending to England. Like, we have made them the UK's team for some reason. And, like, that feels a little bit like, I, I don't know, a little aggressive on our part, maybe? <laughs> like, yeah. North Florida's what we're sending our best. Right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This is a true America. (laughs) Right. I mean, it's probably representative, but like not in a good way. (laughs) But again, considering, you know, we we had um, England versus A&M last week. uh, One of my, you know, Longtime listener of the shutdown forecast, and they're big fans of England or Alabama as a game. <laughs> Correct. Um, so I think it's a natural flow that, like, it's just it's kind of the England belt, like from Jacksonville <laughs> through Alabama, um, probably up until up until a certain point where you reach uh, the French influence of you know Mississippi and Louisiana. <laughs> Yeah. Important I wonder stuff. What the, um, I wonder what the big plan is. I'm scared to find out. What if the big plan is to make Alabama really like soccer? Yeah, maybe. That was the least that would be the least scary of my ideas. And well, and and societally culturally probably uh one of the more uh well situated areas to just fully embrace soccer hooliganism oh god 
Like if you want to bring funny. over that behavior, that's terrifying. Bama, Bama fans are where you start. Like that is absolutely. We'll get guns involved. <laughs> yeah, that that is the problem. Is that it gets it's bad enough in England. It gets real bad if you start to do that here. But yeah, they like to stab. They do. <laughs> they they are stabby kind of people. We're a stabbing culture. <laughs> stabbing culture. Uh, speaking of stabbing culture, um, in in a different way, um, I don't have anything on that. I, I have no segue from stabbing culture. Um, I was thinking more just like hunting with, because um, you had the the Grizz. I I want to talk about the SCS uh, game the other night with Montana and North Dakota State. Uh, bison grizzlies um stabbing really is not gonna help you very much against either of those animals i think no no that you want a range weapon in that kind of fight (laughs) it's not a melee situation there's no hand-to-hand combat with a bison so north dakota state is the the power team of FCS. Like if, if you know an FCS team, you probably know North Dakota state. They've given us, um, Trey Lance and Carson Wentz. And, um, that is not indicative because of their NFL careers. Oh, or wait, was Carson Wentz there or was Jared Goff there? No, Jared Goff was from California. Yeah. See, Jared Goff went to Cal. That, Cal- that is noted, Carson noted Wentz. former golden bear, Jared Goff. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I get them confused because they were at the top of the draft together. Um, North Dakota State is the FCS team that you would know. They were beautiful green and gold. They're the Bison. Um, just factory of football. Um, their coach is on the way out to go be on the staff at USC, which is a weird departure. Because usually when you leave North Dakota State, you leave to go be a head coach somewhere. Like Chris Kleiman, the Kansas State head coach. Uh so North Dakota State is actually on the road because they've had kind of a down year by their standards. They're playing at Montana, uh, and Montana kind of felt like they did everything in their power to to give this game to North Dakota State at points. Um, but they they get into overtime, and first play of overtime, North Dakota State scores a touchdown. You're like, okay, here we go. Um, Montana gets the ball back. They take two plays to score a touchdown. So they go to a second overtime, wherein uh, Montana scores a touchdown to take the lead. And you have to go for two in the second overtime. So their brilliant idea is halfback pass. And the halfback throws the pass. And did you see the end of the the Bears Browns game on Sunday? Yes, unfortunately, uh, yes. Mary that bounced off of everybody and finally <laughs> hit the ground. <laughs> the Hail Mary that wasn't. Uh, Montana did the opposite of that because this running back starts running around, scrambling around. He's like twenty yards back. Finally, chucks the ball. It gets batted up in the air and caught for the two-point conversion. 
North Dakota State comes back down, scores a touchdown. They get to go for two. Halfback pass! (laughs) (laughs) It did not work, and Montana is going to the championship game. (laughs) Oh, God bless. Why? It was just like... I couldn't... Why would... No, this is how you do it. (laughs) Right, like... like it shouldn't have worked. It shouldn't have worked the first time. So, like, definitely try it again. That's the answer to that question. The other, just absolutely comical thing that I loved in in football this weekend was the Minnesota Vikings, um, attempting their their version of. Of the tush push, the ass pass, the <laughs> the fudgy nudgy. Oh um, God. God, that's brilliant and disgusting. Uh, so that should be your waffle topping. Um, everyone poops. <laughs> yeah, come full circle. Yeah. Um. You want to have the smallest guy on your team do the pushing in in that situation is what <laughs> the Viking decided. Sure. Um, I know that you know there's there's a lot of talk about like is it too many transfers happening in college or these players staying too long when they're getting you know especially, you know, these guys who have the extra year of college of eligibility, they're, they're getting into year six, year seven um, in college. And, and I think that there should be um, unlimited eligibility. And this is a more serious discussion to have another time. Cause I really do think that, um, but we need to get some folks um, in college to like, just like study how football works so that they can then be hired um in the NFL as um, I, they already have the quality control coach position. And I think that what that position needs to be is somebody who has studied for years in college, um, just grinding tape and, and to be able to say, um, Hey, dumbass, the 180 pound guy is not the one who should be pushing <laughs> our quarterback on fourth and one. That makes sense. I mean, <clears throat> baseball, I mean, there's the analytics people who would kind of be that version of that, I guess. But we're just yeah. starting at like level one of like big guy push harder. Yeah. <laughs> Start there. Well, and, we'll, and then we'll work up to more complicated levels as we go. What is the Dolphins coach name? I always forget his name, but I mean, he's kind Mike, of that. Yeah, he's kind of that, and it's working okay for him, I guess. Like he never played. I don't think he, he no. didn't play football. Like no, he sort of always has been a coach. Like that yeah. was kind of always what he wanted to do. You know who did play football? Uh, Kirby Smart. He sure did. And uh, apparently, he lost a quarterback. He sure did. To to where? Nebraska. To Nebraska. <laughs> Interesting. The Nebraska Cornhuskers. 
of the Big Ten and often featured on this show as um, (laughs) a paragon example of um, what Iowa strives to not like be like the um, no what Iowa could be if every if it was worse that Nebraska (laughs) that Nebraska well flip the Georgia recruit quarterback watch out Iowa (laughs) (laughs) they're coming for you (laughs) they're screwed bowl game I I don't know how to re and this um is uh it's Monday, it's our usual college football time slot. It is, as you can tell, a weird moment where um you know the famous toastery bowl whipped ass this afternoon. Uh that was a ton of fun. Western Kentucky came back from twenty eight points down, beat Old Dominion in overtime. You don't really want to hear us podcast about that, I don't think. If you're our audience. I think you like waffle talk, maybe. I mean, they better uh, because I didn't watch that game <laughs> and had had no desire to because it's Monday and I work for a living. So yeah. Um, have you been to a famous toastery? I have not. Have you heard of a famous toastery? I have not. Yeah, Prior to today, I did not know they existed. Uh, and now we had some strangely anthropomorphic toast from what I saw. There was, uh, which, you know, only leading up to what we'll eventually get with the anthropomorphic and edible Pop-Tart. Um, Correct. The, the, other, the other baked good mascots are really going to have to up their game. Like, Pop-Tarts are coming for you. Yeah, I don't... I, that one game over the weekend that was in the pouring rain was the avocados from Mexico uh, curable. And I did not see um, any kind of anthropomorphic avocado on the scene there. I did not Although see I, anyone in an avocado costume. That's disappointing. Now that really you mentioned hard it. And, and also they possibly would have washed away. Yeah. That is, that is the other side of that is that it's possible that it was weather related. Cause that was a monsoon. Yeah. Like that was just absolutely that was what that was what my grandmother would call a frog drowner. <laughs> I've never heard that. That's good. I like it. I, yeah, I'm not gonna question it. <laughs> <laughs> I I just think that if, if frog frog drowning that feels like a skill issue to me. On the frog's part. I mean, that's fair. Like, you you got legs. Come on. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. What, what, well, up next, uh, we've got the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl. UTSA and Marshall. I'm, Tuesday night. How, like... What is the like spread of scooters? This is a surprising bowl sponsor to me. I've not heard of it outside of this bowl context. It's like a little tiny, I think, 
like drive-by coffee, like one of those little little like buildings you see out in the middle of nowhere so, that's like has a room for like one or two people. I think. Is this like the Hunt Brothers pizza of coffee? Cuz I sort just of. found out that Hunt Brothers pizza is is not a real pizzeria and just like kind of a gas station thing that sponsors Joey Logano now. Cuz Kevin Harvick retired. So, so now Joey it like Logano the, got the gas station pizza deal. So it's the crispy crunchy chicken of pizza. I guess so. That's another thing that's being introduced to me right now. Um, uh, crispy, crispy, crunchy chicken I, is I, is uh, uh, elite level gas station chicken. If you're talking like chains and not like you know a weird place at a rest stop in Alabama or something. Yeah, I think maybe that's why I'm not really familiar with these chains is that like I'm either if if I'm driving around in the South, I'm either going to Waffle House. Uh, because of much like the uh, Easterner who goes to In-N-Out, which I very much am um, at every opportunity while on the West Coast. If I'm in the South, I want to maximize my opportunities to go to Waffle House. But also, yeah, like any kind of like one shot standalone gas station deal. Um, like If I hear about a gas station that serves good chicken, Fuck yeah, I'm going to drive to that thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be the best chicken slash barbecue slash whatever you have had in your life. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a particular place between Greensboro and Myrtle Beach that when I lived in Greensboro, we used to stop and get, that's Strawberry Farm. We used to stop and get strawberries, but they had a a bakery and a barbecue place in this barn mm. that was uh, some of the best pulled pork I've ever had in my life and strawberry pie better than I've ever had in this just like weird semi rundown barn barn off the highway. I love that stuff. It, it, anytime you're traveling, like that is the way to go. Yeah. However, yeah. My, My one exception to that in the South is you do need to go to cookout if you're in cookout territory. My parents are, and they, they were not familiar with it until (sighs) they lived where they were. And they were like, everybody talks about this all the time. And then they finally went and they were like, oh, we get it now. Yeah, no, it is. It is deranged. Uh, There is nowhere else that would be like, yeah. A quesadilla is absolutely a side. What are you talking about? Only, only a cookout. Uh, I've now I've recently come across where the Jamaican beef patties, um, with the the flaky crust. I do love uh, those. Are are referred to by my children as empanadas because that is what they are presented as at school lunch. And oh, like, okay. Hang on a second. You guys yeah. are getting those for school lunch. I want to go back to school. Right? I never I never right. got like Jamaican beef patties at school lunch. Yeah. Oh man. We we did have something we called taco pockets at um from the cafeteria when I was in school though that were remarkably similar to like if 
if a drunk person came up with the concept of Jamaican beef patties, then they were sort of like the same shape and kind of the same concept, but the filling was like taco beef slash chili kind of stuff. As a child, they were amazing, though. Here for it. I'm here for it now as a grown up. Sounds not just, dis- it sounds similar <laughs> to the beef patty, but with just kind of different flavors. Work. Yeah, I mean, construction wise, I mean, following in the long line of uh, what if we took some protein and we shoved it in the middle <laughs> of some dough that is sort of just the, the hallmark of all societies around the world? Everyone has one, and they're all good. <laughs> hmm. Burek. True. Egg roll. True. Egg roll's not ham. Uh, I think it counts. I think it count, counts. They also have those, um, the beef rolls. If you're talking about, like, Chinese food broadly, those beef rolls where it's, like, the yeah. almost puff pastry outside. That's, Similar that concept more, as well. That egg roll, yeah, more thing. I think you could make the argument for either though. Dumplings, whatever kind of dumpling, same concept. Pigs in a blanket. Pigs in a blanket. Cornish pasties. Mm. Hot pockets. Oh, Hot pockets. <laughs> Corn dogs. America is so special. <laughs> We're really innovating in the field. Nobody else would bring you the hot pocket or the. (laughs) Well, I feel like we could do better on our erotic waffles. There's room for improvement. Yeah. The kind of erotic waffle restaurant that would get foot traffic. (laughs) Just put it. You know what? I'm going to open an erotic waffle stand in left field at Comiskey Park. That'll get foot traffic. There you go. There's, no, there's nothing else going on, so you might as well. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody better make use of it. Yeah. They'll take Just anything. Set up, set up in the parking lot with with the waffle irons and like a, a Lucy Van Pelt cardboard stand. <laughs> Not even a food a... truck. Ten dollars for a waffle at a five-minute therapy session. Yeah, <laughs> can use it. The erotic <laughs> waffle doctor is in. Right, <laughs> Doctor Waffles. Doctor Waffles. There you go. That's what you call it, Doctor Waffles. <laughs> I think I think it would be good to have the like he gets us advertisements next to that as well <laughs> <laughs> to complete the state. Of being really, really ties it all together when you get the <laughs> weird, weird evangelical borderline yeah. cult advertising. Well, it's like, what do you guys want? Do you want people to like pro? Are you pro life? Are you pro genital? Or are you right? Make up your minds. This should be what you want. Jeez. Exactly. Exactly. Jesus also ate the <laughs> cat. <laughs> I've not been Some, doing enough church. Something, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something, something, transubstantiation. Yeah. 
You could you could fill in the joke for yourself. <laughs> uh, that's what uh, that's what it is. It's it's waffles will will bring us together, and yellow ink for tattoos will drive us apart. <laughs> that's the that's the message that we're trying to. And somehow there was sports in there. Somehow there was <laughs> sports. <laughs> What? There's not a lot of football happening right now. What do you want? I also slept a lot this weekend. It was a a big weekend for chronic fatigue and Googling about waffles. Um, But, yeah, that's... and, And the baseball teams that we root for are all doing fuck all, so... Oh man, no, that is not entirely true. Okay, okay. The Giants did sign a backup catcher just for you today. They did. They did. That was not even what I was thinking of, but that is true. That is true. Uh, I described Tom Murphy as uh, tonight in the role of in the in the role of Kirk Casale in the role of Chris Stort, Tom Murphy, because. there is a direct through line of those three individuals who I love with all of my being. So I'm look, anytime you can give uh, two years and a club option for a backup catcher, you're speaking my language. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Tomas Nito appeared on my Instagram feed today in a sponsored Aww. post or some dry eye stuff. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Get that spawn con money, yeah, kid. A, a struggle for for Tomas. I hope he gets a job. He was he's a good backup catcher. Um, of good, the, good catch and throw guy, uh, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> he's a catch uh, and shoot a, guard. Yeah, I, I feel like good catch and throw guy is one of those really like crushingly mean, but not at all mean sayings that like it sounds so nice and it sounds so complimentary but everyone knows that like oh no that means you cannot hit your animal wet paper bag you're you know you're a game manager (laughs) you're a good game manager good clubhouse guy (laughs) yeah like it's really really hard and if you were that good at it um, and also hitting, you would be starting somewhere. I mean, that's that's the thing, right? Patrick Bailey is like the the great white hope, and he hit like two seventy. And if you hit two seventy, you're a gold glove finalist. You're fucking amazing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fantastic. But like, that's what the bar is. There, there was also the other thing that the baseball teams have done for us which is a dog and potentially a really good ball player who goes with the dog but we already know that the dog is bringing it the the dog is bringing it the dog is a muppet and also a stuffed animal and i love that how's like it, it's it's Lee's dog have you heard how it's pronounced because i don't know how to i have not i'm assuming it's I'm assuming it's cow, but I don't know. I haven't actually heard it said out loud. Okay. 
so very cute, cute dog. Extremely cute dog. I am here for um you know, and credit Shoei Otani and Decoy for getting this rolling. I think that that's that's where the trend begins. But uh, ball players with very cute dogs. Um, certainly the Orioles have have been on top of this as well. Yeah, uh, I will say, uh, you you really can't give a- Otani all the credit because uh, Aaron Judge has been out here with his tiny dog. So cute, tiny dog number sure. two now. So cute. Uh, Penny and Gus um, are spectacular, and I love them. But both both Otani and Jung Hoo Lee going with like the kind of GQ look while with, with the, the dog. dog, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, My Aaron heart. Judge certainly he's a, a a large and very very handsome man, and he has a very small dog, and it all looks very good. But it's very normal and like kind of like um, Jung Hoo Lee with with cow uh, striking. Mm-hmm. Um, Perfectly quaffed, both of them. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to drink wine with them. Yes, yes. I feel like they'd have a nice dinner. Not a lot of ballplayers I'd like to drink wine with. No, it's a short list. Something we can mostly, think about for next. Mostly Garrett Cole. Uh, the list is not long beyond that. I think I would be interested to know if Max Scherzer and best best wishes on a speedy recovery from the back surgery to Max Scherzer. Um, if Max Scherzer was like really into wine, then I think like that would be interesting because he would be able to tell you like, here is like some very specific details about the grapes that made this wine and like how that year the crop was speckled, uh, while <laughs> right. another year. Right. <laughs> Just absolutely. He would be so, so hard into it. Like, I think that, that would make it enjoyable. Um, which in is a weird way, which is totally part of why Garrett Cole is on, my list aside from the fact that I just love him, but he is deeply, deeply into it. Like the Yankees bought him a very specific bottle of wine. That was one that he had had on his honeymoon in Italy. And it was like this very specific thing that like somebody found out from somebody else and they brought him a case or whatever as part when they were trying to like woo him or whatever. So he's like deep into it. Like, that's... Wine or wine or food with him, I feel like would be on that same level of like we're gonna get into some very weird minutia here, and this is gonna go a lot of a lot of directions. I like that, and I think that it's it's good to know somebody who's like into wine that way because then they can like really help and describe what it is that's going on with the wine. But I don't ever really want to be the person that knows that much about wine because I don't no. like it that much thing and also i just want to get drunk like if we're at the point where i'm drinking uh this this stuff has a purpose and the purpose of it is not trivia (laughs) right right but i absolutely want to have that guy in my contacts list to be like hey i'm having somebody over for dinner and we're having xyz what do i get yeah and why what can i can i tell i've got a date can i tell them something interesting about this wine (laughs) 
Instead, you you might know that uh, on Thursday, there's no bowl game on Wednesday. Bowlless on Wednesday? Oh, no, this is a list of top 25. FBS. Wednesday, we've got the... No, there's no bowl list on Wednesday. Thursday, we've got the roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl with a sentient roof mascot, perhaps? Sure. Friday, Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. I guess you could have a anthropomorphic Gasparilla. Sort of. That's a festival. Can't really. There's And there's no home mortgage mascot. And then Saturday, we've got 76 Birmingham Bowl, 68 Ventures Bowl. Uh, ah, there we go. Okay, so our next shot at a at a food mascot is the Potato Bowl, where I guess we get the fry dump. Hopefully that still happens. We do love the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Yeah, so that's uh, Georgia State and Utah State, a pair of six and six teams for all the potatoes. All the potatoes. It's <laughs> a good prize. I would like all the potatoes. Smothered and covered. Exactly. <laughs> think that's uh, been an episode of the Casual Die Hard podcast. <laughs> as far as things are, it's mostly casual. <laughs> uh, but we have business plans if you want to start an erotic waffle company. <laughs> we, we've got ideas for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, we will be... Uh, in Chicago on opening day. <laughs> um, See you in the parking lot. See you in the parking yeah. lot. Yeah. Then See you there. Out uh, offer, offer not valid in the state of Illinois. Uh, <laughs> that's it for us. <laughs>